Hi everyone, I'm Jonathan Lim, and welcome back to another episode of Jonathan's Take. I'm your host, Jonathan Lim, once again. <laughs> so, to our new audience that's joining us for the first time, Jonathan's Take is a show where I, myself, Jonathan Lim, once again, uh, interview a guest and talk a little bit about themselves and why uh, they're here discussing some of the things that they're trying to promote, such as a campaign uh, like the one for Neat Mind Schuld, which was here uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, you know some more personal campaigns, uh, such as uh, the fundraiser for uh, Nashad's cousin who had leukemia in, um, in Turkey. So, uh, so uh, before we get started, we're going to do uh, a little bit of some updates of some things that have happened since I last aired my show, which has been uh, a few weeks since then. There's been a lot of things. So as many of you are aware, we have been in a lockdown, which has been extended uh, numerous times, uh, which now the lockdown will, at the moment, end March 3rd is the last thing that I heard. So as a result of this, I've... Uh, had my hair grow significantly longer each uh, season, so I uh, I definitely look like I need a haircut at this point. Um, also, a few weeks ago, we had a huge amount of snow come into Amsterdam, which was, uh, well, in my opinion, the most beautiful sight that you can see in Amsterdam. After a few days, the canals froze over again after uh, about two years ago was the last time that it had happened, and uh, I happened to be in the middle of Amsterdam when the canals were safe to walk on. So after getting my teeth checked and getting told after two minutes of checking by my dentist that I was doing uh, the right thing, uh, make sure you floss people. Um, yeah, I went on the ice and uh, had a walk along the canals. It was a very, very once-in-a-lifetime experience. I, I can't describe that feeling in words. Also, the fact that... Uh, you know, it, it was terrifying also standing on the canals at the same time. So I was walking there. I had my hands out. Uh, I looked like the biggest doofus <laughs> in the uh, nine streets. And, um, and so I'm just walking with my legs spread out, trying to uh, move across the, uh, the canals without falling in. So, yeah, that's a classic American. Um, in United States news, which I'm an American, as some of you may know, uh, we do have a new president, so in case you haven't heard, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden is the new president of the United States. So uh, it is a very interesting time of change going on in the States. Also in the United States, there is a huge, uh, on the market side, there is a controversy uh, going on with a stock, uh, with, a, um, with a trading option, not, not a trading option, a stock called G uh, GME. So this is short for GameStop. And what happened was that there was a lot of uh, individual retail trailers, so, uh, traders, so people like you or me that aren't connected to a hedge fund, and they start buying the stock, GME, and it starts to grow to uh, much higher than what the um, analysts for that stock had suggested it would be. So we watched it go from $4 to... Uh, uh, $17 to 37 and then all the way up to even 480 in the span of a couple of weeks. And uh, what had happened in this, uh, in this trade was that there were a lot of companies trying to short sell the stock, which to those that aren't familiar 
with uh, marketing, uh, the, the open market, that is essentially when a uh, hedge fund tries to lower the value of a company's stock. And they do so by buying a lot of it and then uh, trying to sell it off so that it stays below a certain price. So what had happened was that these hedge funds had bet for this stock price to shoot all the way down to uh, $20, but it actually kept rising further and further up. So in the process, they lost millions of dollars. And so free trading platforms such as Robinhood, uh, TG Ameritrade uh, put limits. Actually, Robinhood altogether uh, stopped people from buying the stock, which they gave people two options was to either hold or sell. And in doing so, made the uh, price of the stock crash, which to a lot of people that had bought later on when it was around the 300 price, uh, made them uh, made their stock lose a lot of value. And this was a lot of uh, retail investors. And so uh, just last week, they had a congressional hearing for this. And uh, it was found that, you know, Robin Hood had owed a lot of uh, borrowed shares, in a sense, uh, I think it was $3 billion worth of uh, borrowed shares. And so, so this has been criticized, you know, across, across, uh, you know, both spectrums of market traders and figures around. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that, that's something that happened recently, which is, uh, you know, the first time I, we've really kind of seen this sort of thing in, uh, in, in the coronavirus pandemic. So, uh, so yeah, there's definitely a lot to catch up on. Um, and I'm sure there will be more updates uh, for the next episode that I air as well. And I just want to give a huge birthday shout out to Kieran Smith. Happy birthday, Kieran. You are now the fine age of 22. Your friends and family wish you well. Okay, now before we get too into our show, we're going to play you a song. This is Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Here it is. Isn't the
What a song to get you pumped. Okay, so introducing my new guest, here is Pramod Jose. Nice to have you on the show, Pramod. Hi, thank you. Thank you, Jonathan, and uh, welcome everyone to this, uh, to this podcast. <laughs> this really show. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Yeah, of course. It's great to have you. So, um, so you're new to our audience. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you so the audience can get familiar. Um, this is also the first time we've actually met face-to-face, -face, uh, given the pandemic. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Pramod, uh, for the audience. So I am a master's student here at the Fry University, and I'm studying computer science. Um, and I'm actually an exchange student, and I'm from India. And my home university was Amrita from uh, Kerala, so I'm a South Indian. So, but I've been brought up in uh, West Bengal, which is towards the east. You may have heard of the city called Calcutta, where the British yeah. came. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I think uh, in American schools, we, uh, we learn a bit about uh, the British Empire, uh, as well as the American Empire. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I've, uh, I've never had the uh, chance to actually visit India. It's, uh, it's on my list of places to go uh, after the pandemic. It's, uh, I love Indian Food, but you probably get that all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah, it's very spicy. Many people say so. Yeah. So the the exchange program. What exactly are you uh, studying? I'm studying a master's in computer science here at Fry University, and um, I'm actually doing a special sort of degree where you do one year in India and the second year in uh, abroad. So mm -hmm. let's say Fry University or any other country, and at the end of two years you get two master's degrees. Wow, two master's degrees. Right. It's uh, more than I have at the end of my year. So, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm doing a bachelor's, so I can't really complain too much. That's interesting. So, one year in India, one and you had a choice uh, of universities you could do an exchange to. Yes. What, was, uh, what were some of the runner-ups uh, before Amsterdam? Uh, there was another one in the U.S. I forgot. Because I'm interested in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in how to attack systems and how to defend them. Um, it's funny so, how you started uh, with attack. <laughs> <laughs> offense. Yeah. yeah okay. I like offense sometimes. But yeah, but uh, then again, uh, it was a university in the US. I don't really remember the name right now, but I went for Fry University without a doubt because uh, Fry University has the, uh, like, uh, the top, it's in the top 10 of uh, university which are best in cybersecurity. Mm. So it was a, a no-brainer for me. So I just went for Fry University without even checking what the other universities were. So there were no run-up, runner-up actually. Fry University yeah. was the best. It is a nice city, I will say. I, uh, being an American, I didn't really want to stay home. So, uh, I mean, I was already here when I applied. So uh, it's a little bit different for me. But it's definitely a very nice city. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's funny that... um. <laughs> America didn't make the cut quite yet. Um, so uh, what is what is it like? Uh, you know, you came from India and you started your exchange program over here. How, how long have you been here? Oh, yeah. So I have uh, I came here in September 2019. Okay. Uh, so it's been more than a year. It's almost one and a half years now. Mm -hmm. And I came here before the pandemic. And I, I remember the campus being filled with students and it was a different time. And I see, I have seen the campus go from like all the phases of the pandemic. Uh, but to be honest with you, I've enjoyed every single moment I have been here. I stay really close to the campus. Um, I stay, uh, uh, I stay in Aulenstead, which is mm -hmm. about 15 minutes. I'm familiar. Walking, yes. Yeah. And we have a small community there. We ha I, I stay with some flow mates and they are amazing. We are just a bunch of internationals, all weird in our own way. But at the end of the day, we all 
look after each other so it's been a fantastic experience and like you mentioned before it snowed and i saw snow for the first time in my life really yes. first time in your life yes and it's been an experience everything was white the canals were frozen i skated on the canals so yeah i mean i went to the bulls as well that's insane. You know, I, I mean, I used to live in Alaska when I was a kid. So, I mean, I've seen snow before. But, you know, seeing snow for the first time, I can't imagine it. That, that's interesting. So, so you had never seen uh, beautiful white miracles rain from, the, uh, not rain, but drift from the skies. No, and I was, I was waiting for it last year, but it didn't happen. Yeah, no, last, last year, year was quite a bit sad. I was very sad that it did not snow. So they cashed in uh, this, this year, year by snowing once in uh, early January and then another time exactly. in February and another one and another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Did you get a chance to walk on the canals? Yeah, yeah. And I was really scared. And whenever it creaked a bit, I was, freak I was freaking out. But <laughs> we had fun and there were like random shopping carts lying around campus. So we were pushing each other on the canals as well. Yeah. Wait, wait, okay. <laughs> so wait, let me get this straight. So you went on a canal on a shopping cart. Yes. Okay. So you definitely cashed in on a lifetime of not having any snow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made the most out of it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I could barely, as you, as you heard, could barely even just walk. I was so scared <laughs> of walking and falling through. Okay. Um, now you're part of a new course that started uh, last year, I believe, uh, or the year before. It's quite recent. Right. So uh, it's in the third pilot right now. So this is the third year that we are doing this. Uh, so it started off in 2018. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And this is to the 2021. So this is the third time we are doing and it's called A Broader Mind. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a personality de development course. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, uh, I actually brought something uh, from one of the promotions here. Uh, let me grab it from my bag real quick. You know, this is me in the studio. Yeah. Just a moment. That's a fancy bag he has. Let me tell you guys. So I actually, uh, I took the Broader Mind course um, uh, a year ago uh, when I, because uh, I started my program in 2019 as well. And I have this, <laughs> oh. a Broader Mince. <laughs> and it's a cutout of a, of a thumb sticking up. And then you open the uh, wrist side. And I still have a few mints in here. Yep. Wow, so you saved that all the way from 2019. <laughs> yes. I, That's uh, some dedication. It's such an obscure way to hold mints. So I, I, I still have this, and I, I figured it was going to be good for someday, and <laughs> now's the day. So so uh, what made you decide to join the Broader Mind track? Right, uh, so I was, um, I was like, before the pandemic, I came for a class in the main building, and then I saw that there were some flyers for this course, a broader mind, and it was like, okay, I, I was curious, what's, what's this? And I just spoke to the person at the stall, and they were like, yeah, would you like to guide some enthusiastic students? And it's for a personality development course. And that immediately caught my attention because we don't really talk about personality development in universities, right? Because mm -hmm. it's all about academia. How do you get to Mars or let's solve some problem? but we don't really dig deeper inside ourselves. So this was definitely interesting for me and that's what caught my attention. Mm. So it was that difference of academia and being more of the health of a student and what makes us unique in a sense. Exactly, exactly. And uh, more importantly, the other thing that caught my eye was that they said, we have students from all academic backgrounds. And then I thought about this 
we are in Amsterdam where we have so many nationalities. Now think about this. We have different academic backgrounds and we have different cultural backgrounds. So now we can learn from each other much better, right? Yeah, I will say uh, the reason why I also love going to a Otavai uh, University is the fact that, you know, all of my friends, the uh, majority of them are from a country other than my own. Uh, not even completely Dutch. I mean, of course, I have a few Dutch friends. You have to in the Netherlands. But, uh, but you know, every class I have, it's a little bit like a mini UN. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, I always, uh, I always get the American jokes uh, every now and then. But, yeah, it's good fun. Okay, but uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what exactly you do for About Her Mind. We're going to send the audience uh, off with a new song. Uh, this is Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Here it is.
And that was Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. The thing about playing 80s songs is they always already do a fade out. So whenever I have to do it for the radio studio, I have to, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're already doing it now. So I have to like beat them to the punch a little bit. So, okay. So, uh, so back to your module, you teach the health and happiness module for a broader mind. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So uh, I have to clarify something there. Um, the thing is, a broader mind has eight themes. Um, each theme is basically a topic. So let's say, for example, sustainability is a topic, right? Health and happiness is another topic. And we, I am actually a student guide. So there's a team behind ABM which designs the whole course. Um, uh, they are basically people from different faculties of the Fry University. So there are people from biomedical sciences, from philosophy, and every other faculty. And they come together and they uh, try to make a theme uh, as appealing as possible to all prospective students, right? And what we as guides do is we have a student group because this course is really big. We are talking about 500 to 600 students and that's just for the pilot. Imagine what would happen if this was an like officially, uh, once it launches officially, there'll be even more students. So um, 500 students are divided into multiple groups and each group is handed over to a guide, a student guide like me, and we guide them. And we have, we usually deal with only four themes at a time. And one of the themes is health and happiness. And this is one of my favorite modules because uh, it's really close to my heart. Um, and um, well, because see, it's both connected, right? Mm -hmm. Your happiness is dependent on your health. Yeah, I mean, those are two very essential things to have, exactly. I, I'd say, yeah. But uh, so what does it take necessarily to be happy? Well, I have asked my students this a lot of times and they somehow associated uh, happiness to uh, being successful or uh, seeing their close ones happy. Um, it's a really, uh, it's really uh, hard to like pinpoint this, but I think that it ultimately comes down to staying positive and looking forward. Like if you have a hope in life, mm -hmm. you, I think you would be happy. So, yeah. So, I mean, so to a lot of people, uh, I think especially starting university, it's, you know, happiness is achieving a goal, maybe not even set by themselves, but, uh, I mean, my own goal, you know, I think, well, my philosophy about the whole uh, being motivated, staying happy is have a dream, have a goal, you know, have a point A to point B, you know, just because it's, you know, a dream that's far off, that's still something to shoot for. And, you know, the path from A to B is not going to be a straight one. You know, you're going to curve a little bit, go on little adventures here and there, but you're still working towards something, which is much better than not even knowing where point B was. So... I mean, that's my take on it. And that's, uh, that's how I kind of would stay and, and, you know, stay happy and know that uh, I'm doing something that I'm working towards. Right. So I think, um, I think that has to be a little bit more clear to some people, you know, and I think, it's a, I think it's a good thing to discuss, you know, what makes you happy? What makes you motivated? What makes you get out of bed every morning? So, so then, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, 
things going on this past year alone, you know, what, what are some of the things that people can do in their normal day lives to uh, kind of achieve this health and happiness? Right. Well, uh, like I mentioned before, the two things are related. So if you take care of your health, right, going out, get some sun. These days it's pretty sunny in Amsterdam and it's not that windy and it's definitely not rainy. So I think everyone should go out, take a long walk, um, maybe call your friends who you probably didn't call for a long time. That's true. I have been calling friends that I have not seen in years, you know, across the world. So it's a, it's definitely been a time where I've been catching up with a lot of people. Right. I mean, think about this. You used to meet so many people at university or at your place of work. And now suddenly your social contacts have dropped so much. So now the only way to really be in touch with everyone is online, right? So I think I truly believe that if you make the effort of like calling some people, your friends, your family, extended family members, I think that definitely would help. And you can relish the memories from the past. I also have noticed one more thing that if you mm -hmm. go to your gallery and if you go back to the old times, you also, you know, get back to the old memories and you feel like, yeah, this is how, how yeah. I felt. And you, you are in the moment once again, right? Yeah, I'm a... I'm always guilty of, uh, well, I mean, I'll see a photo pop up on, uh, oh, memories from, uh, from my iPad. And uh, it'll show photos of, you know, friends and gatherings or uh, summer, uh, summertime. But also the things that I miss the most as well, which are going, going out to the clubs, having a drink and going dancing. Uh, this is something I, I have not had in quite a long time. I very much miss uh, just gathering, getting... Uh, a bit drunk on the weekends and just having a blast, you know, and that hasn't been possible, unfortunately, for the past, you know, uh, almost 12 months. So it's definitely taken its toll. But you know what else can be like, I've been thinking about this just when you mentioned like the things we don't do. But recently, uh, one of my friends, she gets a lot of parcels. And it's very interesting because um, it's like very nicely made very lovely like it's very cute and everything and it's basically gifts from her friends and in it contains photos of them long back and they make scrapbooks out of it packages and yes so you post uh, each other uh, photos of of your previous self or like when you hung out together and mm. then you make a scrapbook out of it you can either send it to the like you can make the scrapbook and then send it to your friend via post you know we haven't written letters in such a long time but i think it's definitely coming back. I, I noticed that my friends are going back the old school way. Yeah. And I think letters are, yeah, I think it's very cute because you it's a, there's a personal touch to it, right? And this is definitely something that will make people happy. So guys, audience in the audience, if anyone, you want to make your uh, loved ones happy, send them a letter, send them a photo. Yeah, I've also been uh, thinking lately, you know, I haven't sent a, a postcard ever in my life, you know, anywhere in my travels and mostly because I, I had no idea how to. So, uh, so I actually, um, <laughs> a friend just bought me an international stamp and said, just write a damn letter <laughs> and send it with the stamp. So I think, I think it's a good time that I sent, you know, a letter to my, my parents and my grandparents, uh, that are back in the States. So might be a good supply, uh, good surprise, you know, yeah. cause they least expect it. And those are the best kind of, uh, Surprises. surprises yeah. That's very nice. Uh, so what are, uh, just talking a bit more about the course, what are some of the activities that the students do in the module? Yeah, so the main, uh, uh, so 
every theme has some uh, videos and assignments that the students have to do. But more importantly, uh, the main thing of every theme is the meetups, where you meet up with your group and you talk about your own opinions about the subject. And there was, there was a game that we played. This was pre pre before Corona, because last year we had the opportunity to meet up in person. And we met in the aula, which is the auditorium at uh, Fry mm -hmm. University. Yeah. And uh, in the aula, we had around 100, 150 students. But we also had people from the team, like student guides. And we played a game of um, One Step Forward. I, I hope I'm saying one it right. One step forward. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that game. Everyone lines up in a, in a row and you take one step forward if, for example, uh, you've been on an airplane or something like that. Right, yeah. So that also, uh, yeah, it's like a collective game. And it was conducted by this um, company called Challenge Day mm -hmm. Netherlands. So they, they also have a really nice website. You can check it out. And uh, in that, we what we uh, saw was that there are so many things um, because happiness is something which comes out of company, right? If you have a good company around you, if you are lonely, you probably won't be that happy as compared to if you have a good group of friends. Yeah. But often people feel lonely in their lives. And that's especially true in these days, right? And you feel lonely because you feel like maybe this other person doesn't understand my perspective. Yeah. Right? But what this game really put into perspective was that everyone else around you is also going through something similar. So just uh, ask for help. Never feel afraid of asking someone for help or uh, just letting your thoughts out. And that is a, a way you can let your emotions out and be happy and be content with your life. And be heard. And you know, I heard. think a majority of the issues that we have is, you know, just lack of communication and misunderstanding. Because... It, I think perspective is also uh, a huge factor when it comes to health and happiness. You know, you'll always see someone else doing better than you're doing. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, vice versa. They'll see that, you know, you're doing better than they're doing. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a funny thing. You know, you'll always think that, uh, that someone else is doing much better than you. And I think it's some of it sometimes is a little bit of a self-preservation uh, mechanism, you know. Uh, maybe way back, you know, the uh, Neanderthal uh, era, you know, you see someone with uh, a bit more, you know, food, but maybe not as much, you know, uh, shelter. Yeah. And then you see, you know, the opposite, you know, you see, a, you know, nice rock. Or <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a pertinent perspective, I think yeah. maybe it's uh, it's always wanting to kind of survive and uh, do better. Do better. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. I mean, it's the way we keep going forward and keep motivating ourselves to say, okay, uh, this is what I strive for. And then you take that as a, um, let's say, a goal or a milestone that you want to achieve in life. And then you take that from there. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you need to have these uh, sort of people around you to make sure to tell you or to remind you that, yeah, there is a way out, you know, keep going. So that definitely helps me as well. I've seen, I mean, okay. keep going to keep going forward, to keep pushing forward. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a lot to chew on. Uh, so we're gonna let the audience think about that for a little bit. You know, what makes you know you happy? What do you feel that you know you're you're missing that maybe you could get from you know communicating with someone else? So we'll let you think about that. We're gonna play a song that's very appropriate to this. Just one thing. Oh yes, uh, yeah. 
send a postcard guys postcards from amsterdam are the best they're really beautiful oh yeah definitely with all the tulips orange oh, yeah. and uh and spring is around the corner so exactly i i myself just the other day i was on a run and uh in martin luther king uh park the the flowers were blooming uh purple yellow and white so definitely wow. uh going to walk send a postcard okay here's shiny happy people by rem here it is
Hello, and we are back. What a fantastic song. That was me. <laughs> I uh, I just ran to get water, and I didn't realize how much <laughs> time I had left. So I'm running to the mic just now. Okay, uh, we're back. That was Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. I'm sure Pramod was like, oh my God, what are we <laughs> Yeah, I was a little worried, but yeah. I knew he was coming, going to come back soon. So, yeah, well, so. you know, I have one water bottle in another hand, and then like a glass of like water to the brim. So I'm like, you know... Uh, yeah carefully speed walking as, as much as I can with a key card because we have a special door to access the studio. So yeah, no worries. So, uh, so going back to the module, uh, for, uh, health and happiness, you know, you've seen a lot during this pandemic. How does it relate to the, uh, to the module? Uh, I'm sure you've seen some similarities. Yes. And as we were talking before, you mentioned that, um, how we have goals to strive forward to, to look forward to, and that's how we keep ourselves motivated, right? And that's how we push for ourselves forward. But as we have all noticed that because of this pandemic, nothing is sure, right? You don't know if you're going to be able to meet your friends uh, from back home. I haven't been able to go back to India ever since I came here in 2019. And that's, mm. yeah, it's been a long time and I don't know when I'll be able to. So... As you can see, the goals that you set may now change, right? So if we were not, if a person was not accommodating enough to make sh- uh, or like you should be accommodating enough to understand that not everything would go the way you planned it to be, right? And that's what we have seen. We have seen that plans are going all the way left, right, like le- left, right and center plans are not, uh, yeah, people are not being able to stick to their plans, right? And that is definitely affecting their health and happiness. And that's why we have uh, periods of depression, sadness, and then you don't socialize that much. And then mm-hmm. this is a vicious cycle and it keeps going on. And this is what I've noticed during the pandemic. And uh, that's how I related to the module. But also in this module, they also tell you how you can handle these situations, right? For example, if you have a hobby, go for it now. Like, for example, I wanted, always wanted to play the yo-yo. And I recently got a yo-yo, and I've been a like yo-yo, a, oh, yeah. like a, like the the on string. Yes, yeah, the on string, yeah, but the professional ones, you know, where you can do those uh, those yo-yo tricks. Yeah. So I've been learning those right now, and I also see around me my friends uh, who love to cook. They are trying new recipes. Mm-hmm. They are going doing things which they always wanted to. So instead of uh, looking at the yeah, so basically try to look at the bright side of things. Do something which you always wanted to, but never had the time to. Take some time out for yourself. Reflect on yourself, right? Yeah. Which we always forget to. And I think this time you have more time to yourself. And it it has. I, I would I would say that this pandemic is like a learning experience for me because I've been experiencing so many emotions which I have not never felt before. So many thoughts I have never had before. And if this situation hadn't happened. I would never be speaking to you right now because I would have graduated and I would be back home in India. That's really true. Yeah, you would have never had this opportunity if life had gone accordingly. Exactly. So I'm also happy at the same time that things went this way. I uh, I could delve deeper into myself and be a more, much better person. Yeah, so I that's, that's my takeaway from, from this whole pandemic. And this is how it all connects to this module health and happiness of the Earl Broader Mind course. Perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Respect. No, it's a. Uh, I think it's funny that you mentioned, you know, with cooking and you know doing activities. I, uh, yeah, I was just getting back into uh, rock climbing. Uh, I had found a place, uh, a gym here in Amsterdam wow. that, uh, 
that had a, a nice, uh, f- quite a few routes. So, um, so I was getting into that, but you know, eventually that uh, kind of faded a little bit. Uh, didn't go there too often because of you know Corona and whatnot. And then, um, and then I also started venturing out uh, a bit more with uh, with my cooking. I I made Japanese curry wow. for the first time, which is you know if you know Japanese curry, it's a uh, it's not like Indian curry. It's uh, nice, thick, but also like a, it has like a heftiness with the spice. spice. So it's a bit, you know, it's spicy, but also rich, full of flavor. So um, so we did that with like onions, carrots, and potatoes. Wow, sounds and, amazing. Uh, it was fantastic. I, 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 I've had dreams of this curry ever <laughs> since. Um, yeah, I also got approval that it was indeed a good curry because um, it comes in bricks, the uh, curry um uh powder oh the powder the okay, thing yeah, that you yeah. need but it's in the mix but it's like a it's not just powder it's like kind of like a uh damp but it's a so it comes uh in in these bricks I and see. i got confirmation from a japanese friend that it was indeed a very very nice curry to uh <laughs> to get not too expensive either um so i picked that up at a nice. at amazing oriental and uh and yeah so uh so i get that i get you know venturing out into uh, a bit more of what you're comfortable with so and what I'd, you always wanted to do yeah, yeah exactly so now's the time you have more time to yourself than ever exactly so uh so now we've talked about cooking we've talked about you know you know playing the yo-yo even yeah. <laughs> which i think is also a very interesting choice i haven't heard yo the yo-yo in so long yeah it's very it's very niche i feel exactly i was going to uh, say it's very niche I I just like the first time I got a yo-yo from my parents I just liked it. Initially I felt like it was a very dumb idea but when I started playing around with it I really got the uh the grasp of how you do uh, how how to throw it properly and the physics behind it and I am a person who loves physics so okay. I yeah I just whenever I throw the yo-yo once and I just like the way it just spins around and you want you you like seeing where is the biting point as we see in yo-yo terms like mm. when it comes back when you tug it it comes back up yeah so every time i throw the yo-yo it's a new experience that's why i just yeah. love it uh for me it's always been a difficulty to get the paddle ball right you know the ball with the string on the paddle i could never oh, yeah. quite do that <laughs> Right. Me neither. Uh, that's I think that's slightly different. Yeah. Of, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's. I can never get it to land on the paddle. On the just pa- oh, yeah. It's also a Japanese game, right? Or no? Probably. Yeah. You know, I, I I think it's similar. You know, they they made a lot of inventions from uh from wood and just like simple household items. Yeah. To yeah. keep people entertained for centuries, throughout whole dynasties. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So uh. So yeah. Um. So uh. Going back a little bit, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit, you know, about India um, and where you're from. So, you know, I know that you haven't seen snow yet, but what is what is it like living in India? Like, what uh, what can you describe it? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's very hard to describe it. Um, but I'm lucky enough to be uh, one of the few people, uh, not one of the few people, but not everyone moves away from their. Uh, hometown right and i had the opportunity to be brought up in a different state than my own state my my actual state is from i'm from kerala i'm my native my, my native place is in kerala mm-hmm. but i have been brought up in a town called durgapur which is near calcutta like i was mentioning before so it's in the east so this is like more suburbs and city 
kind yes. of thing? Yes. Okay. So I was brought up in the city, but um, my parents are from the village. So um, I got uh, a mix of both cultures mm-hmm. because as you may know, each state has their own cuisine, their own food. Everything is different. The language is different. Even within a state, there are different dialects. So people who are from the north of a state don't understand, don't fully understand the people from the south, southern part of the state. Okay. And that's pretty crazy if you think about it. And that brings into picture, like, how do you deal with everyone, right? And I think it's a little bit similar in the states. I think some of us in uh, California don't quite get the south and, (laughs) you know, the east coast as well. So, uh it's definitely a, a little bit similar, you know. Yeah. So I think you would definitely get that then. Like when you have, I'm, I am one of those few people who had the opportunity to taste both flavors, you know. Okay. In That's its a interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, what if if you were to ask me what is life like in India? Well, I think it's crazy. It's it's it, crazy. I mean, it's it's fun. It's interesting. You meet so many people. You. like get into different sort of issues small 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 issues but at the same time you get to know how to get out of these situations as well very easily you know let's say for example um so one of the things we do uh have to think about it a bit but the thing is we uh, use everything to its uh, limit just like the dutch i don't know if you have heard of the flasen lekker uh it's a thing lekker Mm -hmm. yeah so what it is is basically a dutch invention to Mm -hmm. take out every bit of yogurt in a in a bottle so previously uh i think around 200 years ago the dutch used to get their yogurt in glass bottles plastic was not just a thing so mm. it was just glass and often it used to the yogurt used to get to the, stuck to the glass so they made this spoon sort of mm-hmm. which is like rubberized and you can uh, take out the yogurt gotcha yeah gotcha so we also do the same uh but we yeah we, we also take it to the next level so for example uh you you want to reuse everything of the toothpaste so we <laughs> cut it cut the tube okay. and you use every little <laughs> and when i do that here people are like what why would you do that but i'm like i've been doing this my entire life i you mean it's sustainable everything. i guess yeah. in a sense use the entire product and it doesn't go to waste i i should probably do that more often i i'm i would i'm really like if you try it you'd be surprised how many uh how much there is like there's a lot of content there uh mm. if you just open it up <laughs> that's it, some good toothpaste right there you're missing out right yeah <laughs> i mean like you, we were talking about sustainability mm-hmm. if many people start doing it i think we can make a change to the environment ourselves we always think that we always think that the companies or the corporations are to blame but i think if everyone does a little bit it's going to add up as they say right every drop makes an ocean see i uh i use a very specific type of toothpaste because uh, so it comes in a different kind of shape uh, than uh, you would see in like a Colgate right uh, so I, I use Sensodyne which has it's a bit more of like a, a firm package uh, so it's not I think I think I, I get quite a bit out of it at the end um, right. so I don't think I need to cut it but it's uh it's not too uh, shape friendly to uh to I think cut to the maximum so do you cut at the end or where the cap is or at the other? Um, other side? I just cut the tube actually. Um, in half? Yeah, I cut it in half and try to make sure I get a little, little bit of it. That's it. Mm. So I've never been that crazy about toothpaste. <laughs> so I, yeah, but uh, but that, that is interesting. You know, I, I think on the topic of sustainability, it's, um, you know, uh, what are some of India's uh, ways of sustainability? I know... Um, well, I know very little about, you know, India. You know, growing up, I I saw the film Mongol Pandi. 
which is uh what we had to uh oh yeah with the british empire and uh so that was something that we had to watch for world history and then of course uh later on i discovered a a fun song by the name of Tunak Tunak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we played it right before this broadcast. Yeah. yeah, it's a very, very old song and yeah, it's fun. But coming back to the topic uh, of sustainability, well, um, as you know, India is a big nation and there are, like it houses one-seventh of the world's population. So whatever India does is um, pretty significant in terms of how it affects the global climate, I feel. Mm. And... Um, I'm happy to know that, like, I recently got to know that the government has been taking some initiative in this direction. That's good. And uh, we have invested a lot of money into nuclear power. Uh, we have, um, I don't know if you have heard of this, but we uh, sent a, a satellite to, not a satellite, but an object to Mars. And we use this, like, the least amount of energy to get there. Mm-hmm. And we used uh, what's known as the slingshot. We used the gravity of the Earth and the Moon to sling the momentum, op- yeah. yeah, to get more momentum and to get to Mars. So we always try to, um, yeah, get the most out of things. And uh, we are also focusing a lot on green energy. So there's subsidies for solar panels, um, wind turbines, not so much because uh, the surface, the the terrain in India is undulating. It's not flat. Uh, like it's here mm-hmm. but uh, solar panels is uh, the way for like we are working on it and i think tesla is also investing some money uh, in order to make more ev cars electronic vehicle cars in uh, in india is electric vehicles are those huge in india uh, so um right now it's mainly diesel and petrol mm-hmm. all, all running on gasoline but um, not so much on electric vehicles but uh, we are getting there i mean tesla wants to open their factory there so let's see how it goes from there what uh well i mean with tesla opening up a factory there i think that's already new jobs and you know a cleaner future for india so yeah. uh so i mean usually when when people talk about india it's it's a lot of different things that you hear um usually it's uh from the impression that i've heard it's overcrowded most times uh and uh you know there's there's a whole lot to do with uh cast is that even so yeah thing? yeah yeah that is true i mean uh, we are still very stuck in the olden times i mean there's still a lot of um, issues with the but i think the cast is getting a little slightly better like the casteism that we mm-hmm. have in india i think it's uh, getting better um but i mean yeah i mean uh, yeah it's a tough question it's a tough question yeah. to <laughs> answer uh, yeah i wouldn't want to make this um conversation very political yeah fair enough i yeah yeah but it it is true it is true that um things are a little hazy there yeah Mm -hmm. um but things are definitely getting better and there's a section in society which is looking forward and thinking forward and we are learning from the west and i'm really happy because i came here and i i can see uh how the western society what i can learn from the western society because before i came here uh we always had this thought that uh, the Western society or the Western culture is wrong and mm-hmm. we never accepted it. We didn't even give a thought to it. But I think now more and more people are becoming aware of it because of the internet, of course. And also now we have online friends, we get different perspectives. So I think in general, we are moving towards a much better future as as I can see. I think it's funny that you say that because I, I think a lot of uh, people in the West 
uh, or at least on the West Coast, uh, start taking more Eastern philosophies. And uh, I think actually the future um, is a little bit of both. Exactly. And I think both have a place uh, in a sense. Some maybe not, uh, but you should never have one too much than the other, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's all about balance, right? Mm. Um, even if you drink a lot of water, you can kill yourself. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's a balance. There's a fine balance. And I think that's what uh, the human population has been doing, right? Uh, we are always trying to find the balance between everything. Mm. Where everyone else is happy and, yeah, the majority is happy. And this, yeah, we are moving towards a better place. Yeah, it's good to know that, you know, that we're all moving towards something that's that's better. And I think after this pandemic, it should be, it will be different. But I think at the same time, I think we'll know what our priorities are. You know, exactly. making sure that people have jobs, that we're using sustainable energy. You know, a lot of different possibilities going forward. Now... I was touching briefly on it before we started talking a bit more seriously about India, but uh, I just feel <laughs> a little bit like it's a tone change, uh, but tunak tunak. That was, so the, I always, wherever I go, yeah. if I meet, I meet someone from India, I always bring up the song <laughs> and they're always like, oh, it always brings a, a smile to their face. So uh, yeah, and I always do like, there. there's like a finger dance to Oh it. yeah, there's a finger dance and then, yeah, there's a, like, the the whole dance style is very, okay, I find it funny, um, but then, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I, I, I was born in 1993 and I remember that when we moved into the millennium, mm-hmm. I think 2000, yeah, uh, this used to play a lot on the TV sets and at that time, the CGI was not the perfect, you know? Oh, and it's <laughs> but it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's priceless. Yeah, it, it was like from the 80s, right? No, no, I think it was released somewhere in the 1990s. Okay. Yeah, late late 1990s, maybe. Late 1990s. 90s, yeah, so 97 yeah. probably, 98, something like that. Hmm. But then again, my family was slightly poor and we didn't have a TV set until it was like 2000 or 2001. So hmm. only I saw it then. Yeah. So I was also there in the nineties. I uh, saw the new millennium with my own two eyes. So <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of people are all right. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna play you this treat. Um, but I also want to say thank you so much for joining us, uh, Pramod. It was really nice to hear you know your story, what you do for broader mind, but also a bit more about India. So uh, people know you know what the what's going on there. A bit more about you know culture because I think you know it's it can be. Uh, when you hear one story, that kind of becomes your opinion on something. So it's it's always nice to hear that there are prospects and there are things moving forward in other parts of the world as well as your own. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. And also thank you for having me. I, To be very honest with you, I was very scared because I have never done this before. I've never been live on <laughs> either on TV or on radio, but this is a small step for me and I loved it. I loved the experience. I love everyone listening to this show. And shout out to my friend here, Jonathan Lim. Please listen to his. Uh, <laughs> I already podcast. said it like seven times. So in case you forgot, <laughs> this is Jonathan's take. So here's uh, Tunak Tunak by Deller Mendy. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Here yeah, it is. Deller Mendy. Yes. Thank you. Have fun.
Chuck.